and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko, and joining me, desperately in need of going to see a barber, he is the co-host on the West Coast, Chad Shaggy Smart. <laughs> Zoinks, Greg. <laughs> I don't think we got him. Um, <laughs> wow, that was really bad. Shaggy impersonation. Uh, and I'll, just for the record, I am. I think I still have two or three weeks before I go in for my every three-month haircut. So... I uh, yeah. So again, this is all audio. We don't do this for video for a, a multitude of reasons. But if you notice this delightful cut that I have, uh, self-administered. Mm. Yeah, I wish I had a Floby as well, but I don't have I just, a Floby. I have a pair of thirty-five dollar wall clippers from Walmart. Wall being the brand W A H L. Oh, like Wahlburgers. Is that how they spell it? W yeah, W A H L B E R G. Okay. D O Donnie D on the backup. I'm here to get funky, so put the crack up. Uh there's really um, only one to... Wahlberg and it's Mark. Uh, well, I was doing the Marky Mark. I was oh. doing the good vibrations, but yeah. I'm not I can't flow as he flows. And few few can. Few can, Chad. Yeah, speaking of Marky Mark, uh, on our next episode of Out of Touchtone podcast, should we ever get around to doing it this year, which hopefully we will <laughs> the next couple months, which by the time you listen to this, is again, time in the podcast world is uh, irrelevant, but we will be discussing an early Marky Mark film. Do you remember the film Renaissance Man? I do, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's a good movie. I remember enjoying it when I saw it 30 years ago. I have not seen it since. It's Let's see. We're in year. For the purposes of that timestamp, I know that Chad says that time is irrelevant in podcasts, but it is 2022. I probably saw that movie pre-1995. Well, it came out in 1994, so you would have had a few months in that time frame to see it. It might have been just after. I don't know. I I I I think the fact that I got a year away, I'm pretty yeah, proud of pretty myself. Good. You know, because that was a guess. Yeah. I thought you were going mean, to say it came out in 19. Right. Yeah, I would have lost right if it was on presses right because I'd have been one over. Oh, uh, you went over it. True. Um, yeah. I I thought you were going to say I don't know how you saw it in '95. It didn't come out till '96. But but uh, no, it's a, it's a good close. movie. It's a good movie. Uh, and speaking of movies, Chad. Yeah, do you see? Actually, I, I threaded that needle up for you to just sew us right into today, tonight's topic. That's right. And it is a, a crossover of sorts with my other podcast from the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, Nerds United. And over on Nerds United, my co-host of the year, Mike Luther, had the idea a couple weeks ago. That he says, you know what? We should do an 80s movie madness tournament. And I said, okay, set it up. And that's what he did. I had very little input, uh, but we are now down. I haven't looked recently, but I, I think we're within the Sweet 16, uh, starting with 64 movies, 64 of the top movies of the 1980s, which is what you're here to discuss. And I bet 
debate as well. Well, not so much because I think the movies that you chose uh, are probably 64 of the top. So I think there's maybe one or two that I, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't expect this one to be on, on here. I would like to see some bracketology of this tournament just to see um, because once you move on to the next round, I forget who, you know, what movie beat mm-hmm. what other movie. Because I believe Roadhouse B-E-T, which I love me some Roadhouse, Polar Bear fell on me. But in what sane universe does Roadhouse beat out E-T? Okay, so full disclosure, because Mike and I are divided on some of these, we are not voting at all, right? Mm. And uh, so what Mike did is, and, and again, credit or blame depending on how you like the the, the selections uh, i told him i said you know what we should get like the top six movies from every year in the 80s and then have some others that maybe were just outside that and i don't know exactly how he compiled the list but what he did is uh random number generator he assigned everyone a number random number generator and put together a 64 movie bracket um so that's why you have really some impossible like early on you had some heavy hitters going up against one another it's not there there's no like one to 16 seed there's no there's no weighting there's no scale at all it's it's all completely random and it's all based on on votes and early on it's always been on the nerds united facebook as well as uh twitter at nerds united show and early on i think he was also sending it to a couple of other groups and and maybe somewhere like 80s something on Reddit and he he pulled back away from doing that but specifically Roadhouse VET he was team ET and I was Roadhouse all the way like ET's fine but it sucks at the end of the day ET ET the movie is Marginally better than ET the video game. Send your hate tweets to at Nerds United Show. And I enjoyed the video game as well. <laughs> this, this, this right away, this explains so much about you, Jed. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I neither one of us could vote because we already knew. So I actually mm-hmm. texted my wife. I sent her the link um, because I didn't, I wanted it to be completely on the up and up. I didn't want uh, to ask her and and then text Mike back. Oh, my wife says Roadhouse because I know he like that seems a little convenient. So I I sent her the link, and she went there, and then she voted Roadhouse. So Roadhouse defeated ET again. I'm I'm not dissing Roadhouse. Enjoyable movie. I just. And maybe it's you know it depends on how you're viewing how you're. Um, uh, judging these films because I know there have been a couple of matchups where I'm like, well, this is a better technical film, but I will sit and watch this movie, you know, at any time over set. And if I had the brackets in front of me, I could tell you a, an example. But and and uh, I think um, I'm gonna pull up the brackets just for fun. It, it the way it's worded, and, and again, I'm not I'm not throwing Mike under the bus at all. I don't want anybody to, you know think that that's what I'm doing, but, but he's putting out what's the better movie where I think he, you know, when he should say 
you know, which do you prefer? You know, that type of thing. Uh, again, Mike, I know you listen to uh, the Power Half Hour. I'm not, I, I thank you for doing all the work because he has done all of the heavy lifting on, on this entire tournament. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not complaining at all, but from if, if you are going to really chat it up uh, as far as, you know, technical quality and uh, aspect ratio, you know, things like that, then there are, are, you know, some maybe that might, the outcomes might be surprising, but I think at the end of the day, you know, he, he was going to do a blend of like box office and rotten tomatoes. Uh, and I think he ended up just going to IMDB and, you know, like grabbing, you know, pu- pulling maybe the, the top hundred movies of the eighties and, and putting the list together from there. Uh, I'm, you know, they probably maybe missed out on, on some, I know, for example, having listened to, to, out of touchstone in the past. Now this is where you're going to correct me, but that wasn't a touchstone picture, but I know you're a big fan of say anything. Not a Disney film, but yes. Uh, no, 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 no I said, no, um, uh, can't buy me love. I don't know why I said, say anything. Touchstone Phil. Okay. Uh, after, after, uh, what's his name? Eisner, Michael Eisner watched 20 minutes of the movie, walked out of the theater and said, buy this film. So, but I don't think that that one didn't populate in our tournament. You know, it was in the. I thought it was in the tournament. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to go back and find. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of which gifts I I used to vote for. You know, my picks, and I thought I used to can't buy me love. Maybe, maybe not. I don't remember. But there's so many movies. I don't that, know. That's the thing too, and and we're getting to the point where I mean, like if we do 90s. It, it'd be almost impossible. You know, you'd have to have, and that's the thing is we can't, you know, it has to be a, a, a multiple of four, you know, so it had to be, you know, like 32 or 64, right. or I guess the next one's like 128, you know, and then it's. I mean, really for the nineties, you only need two movies. Okay. Son-in-law and in the army now. And you're just basically arguing which one is the better Polly Shore film. Why do you do this to me all the time? <laughs> like, why do you say such ridiculous things that I'm just like, you know what? I have to go. Exactly. Because I, I do it for that reaction. I wait to see, are, are you going to bite? Am I going to catch you off guard and you laugh? Or are you going to, are we going to get the silence? Do we need to bring out the crickets to, you know, and I do it for the listener. <laughs> for, for the listener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're Mike. welcome. Listener. Mike, yeah. I'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to find. It's right. got to be right. There it is. Okay. I finally yeah. found the bracket. Okay. So what, what was your bracket related question? <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, that, if, how did Tron not win? Against yeah, Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins is a much more beloved film. Okay. Stand by me. I see. Um, and again, this is, this is the first after the first wing. So this is not up to date. But there is no can't buy me love. I'm surprised you uh, didn't pitch a fit. I, I well again I, because I don't see a bracket. I just go by what tweets are sent out, and I just start tweeting, and then I get lost. I mean, I almost double voted the other day because when I went to the Nerd United um, Twitter page, 
when the next round was up, it had tweets, you know, the previous tweets were still there. So I was, I was confused. I feel like you're uh, uh, complaining an awful lot to your Chad. <laughs> well, can we talk uh, about some of the, just the randomness uh, again, this is all completely random, but the fact that in the first round, we had a, a first round matchup of Raiders of the lost Ark and versus the last crusade. Like, yes, the, I, I thought that was an interesting matchup. And I don't and believe there's a Temple of Doom. No Temple of Doom. I, well, I mean, for reasons, right? I mean, Temple of Doom's not that good. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, not as good, the, it's not as good as the first, or it's not as good as the aforementioned two. It is light yeah. years uh, better than Crystal Skull. I'll give you that. I don't know what you're talking about. Chad, you, see, you say things just, you are. I, there are three uh, Indiana Jones movies. And oh that God. is it. Oh, okay. So you're pretending that Crystal Skull didn't even exist. I don't know what you're referring to. Pretending. I, I saw that particular movie in a a, a drive-in theater. Yeah, with my wife. It, there were a lot of people there, Chad. But people you re- know. Oh, uh, carnies. <laughs> carnies. <laughs> did, did Raiders beat the Last Crusade? Yes. Okay. And Raiders uh, then went on to beat Stand By Me. That one's hard. That's Stand By Me such a good. No, I recently saw Raiders uh, like a month and a half ago at an outdoor screening out here in uh, on a golf course. And uh, it was enjoyable. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's fun. But there was a group of families next to us with some younger kids. I say mm-hmm. younger, like, you know, probably like, 10 years old and you know, Raiders was made at a time when kids had attention spans and imaginations. And so they, they were like, yeah, it was fine, but it really was like, it didn't really wow them the way that it wowed me Me? when I was their age, when I saw that. But again, it's kind of like star Wars. And I think uh, on a previous podcast that I had, we had this discussion where when star Wars came out, there was nothing like it. And right. so it came thing. And now, you know, you see Star Wars and then you see Marvel and then you see Fast and Furious and then you see Harry Potter. And, then, you know, it's just like every week there's something similar coming out there, which I will say if you have Disney Plus, not a sponsor of any podcast that I've ever been on, uh, there is a great documentary series called Light Magic, which is all about the, founda- the formation of Industrial Light and Magic, the special effects house that George Lucas created. Because there was no one who could do the special effects needed for Star Wars. I have seen that. I have not watched it. I did watch. Uh, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but uh, uh, Imagineers, mm. which is the similar. It's it's the the building blocks of all that is Disney, you know, uh, and especially I think at a, at a point they lean into while early on, you know, it talks about the multi-layered <laughs> animation approach of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It gets into you know, like the technology of Disneyland uh, and then obviously, you know, later on Disney World and Epcot Center, uh, you know, so it, it's 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 really interesting to see. And, and it makes me sad because I know that, you know, sometimes uh, roller coasters or rides can maybe fall in disrepair or parts stop being made available. So they have to you know, retrofit or refit or redesign that space. But I'm a, I'm like a practical effects, you know, 
practical elements in my ride. I've been on, on a few uh, thrill rides, I guess, where you're in a car, but you're basically in a room that's, you know, 360 video screens. Uh-huh. And it, and, and it, and specifically, I believe it was the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios Hollywood. And this was 10 years ago. Um, but I was like, okay, well, that that's fine. But it doesn't, for me, it doesn't replay. It, it doesn't, it, it's not a better experience than like being on an actual roller coaster. Yeah. I don't know how no, I got onto that particular soapbox. I apologize to you. I don't know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to stay on this tangent real quick because Universal is building a Super Nintendo Land at both California and Orlando. And one of the rides is Super Mario Kart, which I believe is already open in Japan, where it will be a combination hybrid of being on a track, uh, the Super Mario Kart ride, mm-hmm. hybrid of being on a cart plus 3D images. And so I'm curious to see how that turns out. But that will be, um, we could discuss when we do 80s video game competition to see which would be better. Do, and of do, course, do, 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 do. The answer is E.T., the video game. Oh, geez. Exclusively on the Atari 2600. What is your... I'm going to phrase this as delicately as I can to not offend. What is your obsession with just absolutely horrible movies? Do you do you seek them out and, and appreciate them ironically? Or do you, do you really think that The Apple is a good movie? <laughs> I think The Apple is... A fun movie. Okay. Uh, I noticed that you changed the wording and I yes, appreciate it. I, I your can't honesty. say it's, it's good, but it's enjoyable. In yes, in, in, the, in the context of which I have watched the Apple, uh, meaning I didn't sit down and be like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a Oscar worthy caliber film. I just went, like I said, the, I, I remember watching it as a kid because it was on HBO a lot. And then uh, when I was living with my uh, out of Touchstone co-host, Mike DeKalb, he was working for MGM at the time, came home and said, we had a screening today at work. You have to see this movie. It's called The Apple. And then he ended up buying the DVD a few weeks later. So like Friday night, we go, we got our Taco Bell, come home, put the Apple on. And in 20 minutes, I'm just like amazed at at, at this film. And I said, and this is not politically correct so cover your ears for the next 30 seconds if you're easily offended but i said if this movie had a midget in it it would be the greatest movie ever 15 seconds later a midget walks across the screen i throw my hands up and declare it the greatest movie ever made so and in that regard and so yeah and now it has gotten to be where especially when i know friends who don't have an appreciation so much for lower budget or cheesier films, then I will t- talk it up as you have to see. It's it's like when anybody comes to visit me, I say, you have to go to the La Brea Tar Pits. It is the greatest place in LA. You have to see it. And then they get there and it's just this giant like pond that smells like ass. And they're like, why did you bring me here? And I'm like, because I amused myself by building others. Yeah. Also, I like but, that we're almost 20 minutes into this episode and you're the first one to use a swear word. It's not me anymore. Uh, uh, what is it? The uh, Oh, crap. What, what's that organization? The parent 
control authority or something like that. They're they're uh, always CTC or yeah, Parent Television Council. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but yeah, no, I enjoy, and I think you know this comes down to film in general. Is there are different categories of film? You know, when I, when you go to see a film, subconsciously or consciously, you put it into different realms of expectation. You know, if I go see uh, Thor. I'm going to be like, okay, that's a Marvel movie. Check my expectations because I've seen this 87 times in the last five years. You know, if I go see a Steven Spielberg movie that comes out in the fall, I'm going to be like, okay, Oscar bait, uh, you know, drama piece probably, you know, look for the acting, look for the John Williams score, that type of thing. When I watch Coolest Ice, I like, I just want to check my brain, enjoy Vanilla Ice being Vanilla Ice all iced up and I want to ditch that zero and get with the hero. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or to your mother. Oh, geez. Um, so, which by the way, if you have uh free V, which is formerly IMDB TV, they have the riff tracks version of coolest ice, which is basically coolest ice mystery science theater. 3000. I just saw where apparently they're going to do a riff tracks. Uh showing at, at one of my one of the theaters in my area but I, I for left me now i don't remember what the movie was return of swamp thing swamp yeah swamp thing return of swamp so yeah that was tonight as we record because i just saw a tweet from a friend of mine who's there oh in my area well i think it's a fathom event so i think it's oh okay. only. yeah Gotcha. Apparently, I missed that part. I thought it was. Uh, I I thought they were going to be sitting in the front row of my theater, be like, "Look at that green fella," or whatever they might say. That you know, I'm sure they have yeah. something prepared. So, probably, but but yes, I would recommend the coolest size and also the no uh, no retreat, no surrender version, which is Jean Claude Van Damme's first credited role in a film. He was. I, I come to find out, Jean Claude Van Damme was supposed to be in Predator. Yes, there is footage out there of him, I believe, in the bodysuit. And he said, no, thank you. Yeah, I think it didn't like work. It wasn't menacing looking or because, you know, he's like five foot five and then mm-hmm. the Predator that they got is like nine foot two. It's very similar. Yeah. Back to the 80s movie madness yeah. tournament, because uh, Mike has suggested, and we're going to move forward with plans. Years back, over at Nerds United, we did a Christmas movie tournament of of similar design. And the, can you guess, or, or were you around, or I know you were around, like uh, you're older than me, but do you happen to recall the Christmas movie that won? I do not, but I'm going to guess it was either Christmas Vacation or Die Hard. Christmas Vacation. Surprise, surprisingly, it's it, and I, I, I'm almost positive of this. I'd have to go back. It's all there in in, in the, actually, I can tell you because I still have somewhere on my laptop. I still have the all the matchups from from way back when. But I believe that its competition in, in the final was. Um, uh, Yep, it, it it was the final four was Christmas Vacation versus Charlie Brown Christmas, hmm. and on the other side was Die Hard versus Muppet Christmas Carol. 
Mm. And the final die hard, but Muppet Christmas Carol is a fine, fine version of the. It's it's tremendous. Um, The final was Christmas Vacation versus Muppet Christmas Carol, whereas I mentioned, uh, or as you you guessed correctly, Christmas Vacation was the winner. Um, But we're going to bring that back this year as well. And I said, but Mike, we already did that. Mike says, yeah, but they have made Christmas movies since then, like you know the the Christmas Chronicles and Noel, you know things like that. So we do have some legitimate um, other alternative options. Have you seen the movie Last Christmas? It sounds it's an familiar. English film, yeah. It's um, it's got uh, I, know, I can't think of the actress's name, but anyway, it's got an actress in it. But oh, yeah, it's, most uh, movies do. Yeah, it, it was a movie that when you after it was done, I was just like, was it Emma Thompson? I, no, it was. Um, I think the girl from Solo and Amelia Clark. Okay, uh, Solo and. Game of Thrones. Yeah, you're right. For whatever reason, that's not the first name that that uh, that showed up. It was I don't know a different name. So you're right, uh, Amelia Clark. Yeah, um, I think you know another option would be most overrated films, movies okay. that really aren't that great, but people think of, such as Christmas Vacation. Well, no, I mean I'm not I'm not going to start a debate. <laughs> But oh, come on, start a debate. That's how these things work. But I'm not. You're not antagonizing for the sake of antagonizing. Like, now, uh, real quick, since I would say the- I would say overrated. Yeah, Titanic. Here's a question for you. Going off of that, Avatar, overrated or not rated at all? Because it's the no- it was the number one movie at the box office for a long period of time. To what Endgame, I believe. Uh, yeah, Endgame or the re-released ET or something, I, or Star Wars Force. I don't remember, but um, the sequels are coming out now. But when was the last time anyone spoke about Avatar? When was the last time you watched Avatar? Oddly enough, I have watched Avatar in the last three months. Well, I know I'm the only one, probably. It's and, just, and what it was like that they so they released the trailer for the the new Avatar movie, and while it looks lather rinse repeat of the first, you know, just with different uh, I don't want to you know be insensitive, but you know, it's use a word like tribes, but different parts of the uh, different uh, Navi, uh, you know, indigenous uh, folks. Yep. Uh, blue cats, you know, <laughs> um, it is still, you know, it's that they're bringing back so many of the same, like, like Sigourney Weaver's back and, and they've found a way to bring back the, uh, the main villain, not Giovanni Rubisi, who's, I'll watch him in anything. He's such a treasure uh, under talk about underrated. Uh, Giovanni Rubisi is underrated in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the other I guy, can't wait till we get to the touchstone film, the other sister, but <laughs> Uh, Steven, I can't remember his name. It's Steven something. Um, but they're bringing back like he, a couple of these characters died. You can't just magically. I mean, I guess you can. You're James Cameron. You waited 10 years to give us a sequel. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it brought back mild interest in the original one. So yeah, we, we watched it, you know, it, it captured 
my kid's imagination because you know he likes dinosaurs, so he thought that the that some of the creatures were like pterodactyls and whatnot. Um, and you know, it's it is beautiful to look at as as far as movies go. Um, so it, it's. I'll say this for Avatar sequels, the same thing that I said for Avatar. The first one is I won't see it in the theater. I don't, I'm not going to sit there for three hours. I'll wait, watch it at home where I can hit pause. Uh, we had that option. My wife and I years back, we used to have this uh, tradition of going to see a, a movie on new year's day. And it was, our choices were Avatar or uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Sherlock Holmes. So we went and watched Sherlock Holmes and really enjoyed that picture. So, yeah. No, Avatar is just one of those cultural anomalies that was so big and then just kind of went nowhere, kind of like Polly Shore. It, it's, <laughs> I, I like the callback, but that's what happens when it disappears from the public sphere for a decade. You know, I mean, it, and, and in the meantime, you have a cinematic universe from Marvel explode onto the scene and it captures the imagination. So I, it, it's James Cameron's own fault for, you know, not being more on the ball. Yeah, well, he was waiting for technology, but and that will, you know, just to repeat myself from earlier in the show, that was like why star Wars was special. And now star Wars is not because there's so much, uh, there's something new every week and we are out of time. And I didn't even get to bring up the movie back to the beach or my demon lover. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.